Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am your coach, Lance Howard. I coach men to restore their heart and have stronger relationships. You see, every man has a deep burning question that cuts right to the core. Do I have what it takes? Let me assure you, you have what it takes. God has put everything in you to walk in the victory and freedom that you desire right now. I want to invite you into this live coaching conversation I had. And also I want to invite you to apply to be a guest, a coachee, and allow me to serve you as a coach to help unlock your next God-given potential that is inside of you. When you listen to another man's struggles, journeys, you also begin to see and hear your own struggles and journey and their story as well. So these aren't merely coaching conversations. This is a way to have a mirror reflected back on you as well. And with each incremental change that each man will do in these coach conversations, you can slowly be transformed as well. In today's coaching conversation, you will see a man that is seeking an alignment with his core value, purpose, identity. And out of that, you will see a larger purpose evolve and flow of him being thankful that this is not just another life hack coaching conversation, that he walked away with a sense of clarity and freedom about walking in God's purpose for his life in this season. If you enjoy these coaching conversations, hit the like, subscribe, and share button, and I'd be honored to serve you as well. Here's to your journey of more peace, courage, and freedom for the kingdom. Let's go back to uh, just building out a framework um, for today and, and even like the next 90 days per se. Uh, when you think about sermon time, leading leaders, nutrition, you can you can use your own note thing. You can use that PDF I sent you. Yeah. Um, what what is kind of the value, like one of your primary values that that guides you uh, as as you begin this journey? I mean, that's a good question. I, and without it being like, you know, a Sunday school type of answer, you know, like one of my core values is like for me to be a a, a thriving person, I, I need to be scripture fed. Um, and that means like that there's just this good intake of God's word in my life and that God's word in the richest sense speaks to the dimensions of our life in a really like empowering, flourishing kind of way, not just in a limiting way, but in a, at times limiting and so that you thrive, you know, like, I mean, it's something like Sabbath, you know, it's a limit in order for you to thrive. Um, and so, uh, so I think that that's a value for me in every one of these dimensions is like, you know, just wanting to lean into the riches of God's word of what, how he designed human flourishing to be that I'm probably just like, you know, completely missing, you know, in the pages of his word about just even something like Sabbath, you know, like, um, 
being cool with all the, you know, nine of the 10 commandments, but like, for some reason being like, but Sabbath doesn't apply anymore. Like, you know, we don't, we don't need rest anymore. Um, you know, that kind of a thing. So, uh, so anyway, just something, even something like that, you know, like, uh, you know, rest, you know, it doesn't come as natural to me. I, I, I'm not good at rest. In fact, Friday sucked for me because sometimes I'm like trying to, be home because like Friday, Saturday is typically kind of my off day and there might be little things or whatever, but like, I kind of feel miserable on Fridays because there's something in me that's like, it's still kind of a work day, you know, like, um, it's still, you know, whatever, just Saturday, you know, but, but then I can actually rest a little bit more on Saturdays, you know, Saturday feels more like a actual off day. And so I think I needed to find a new relationship with, uh, with Fridays, you know, like to get to a good place. Um, cause I don't think I'm very fun to be around at home either. Um, I've kind of deviated from your question value. I would say that's a, so that's a primary value for me, but I want it in like an, a, like an enriching sense, you know, like not in this, uh, legalistic or something like that, but just exploring the riches of what God's word speaks to these different dimensions in my life, you know, to really be drawing from there. So that may not be the best answer. Uh, trying to think of other primary values. I guess like uh, authenticity, I guess, is a high value for me. Like um, just even though I've struggled to be um, authentic with how I feel, you know, like I, I guess I've, I've struggled most to be authentic to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> ironically enough uh but i feel like authenticity is really important even if that means like i don't i don't feel like doing whatever right now you know like i'd rather be authentic with that um so yeah authenticity scripture um yeah yeah i don't know what else to add at this point there's there's not a right or wrong to those values but those right. i bring it to the surface because those those values shape how you interpret like right the framework of, of what you're going after uh, right anchors you yeah um, and many many times here's honestly what happens is that that we perceive or we think we have these values until it's actually time to put them into motion and to live with action and belief that goes behind them. Yeah. Um, what, like when you think of scripture and I, and I really, I liked how you said like the richness of God, like, right. you kind of, you kind of took this idea of value of scripture into another dimension of like this, this rich place. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so richness and this idea of authenticity, uh, how does how does that shape let's just say a 90 day time frame uh how does that shape what you want in the next 90 days mm. i mean i guess I, to use an illustration i mean it's like i want the um the foundation or the uh that's not even the best word i guess like the source you know, like, I mean, right now I'm in the habit of being with God, like in his word and it's not hurried. It's a, uh, it's an enriching time. I feel like I commune with him, you know, it's an abiding relationship. 
that extends then out from there. And many times, I mean, it's the, like out of the overflow of that, that I, if I have, you know, a meeting later in the day and, and I'm going to start it off with like, um, cause that's one of our values as, as a church for us to be a biblically thriving church, we must be scripture fed. And so I try to, you know, allow God's word to be part of like the, the context of everything we do. So like, but I'll just like share something I read this morning, you know, like, and, and not in this like showy, like, Oh, look, I did my quiet time this morning, but like, it's just, this was, this impacted me today, you know, and I hope it's an encouragement to you. So like, it's that kind of way, same thing with when we do family worship. Um, it's usually just, I just turn to one of the passages I read that morning, you know, and just kind of share a passage with them. And what, what does that make y'all think of, you know, like, you have any questions, you know, like, uh, what would it look like to do this, you know, like that kind of thing. So just engaging them. But I think for me, when I think about it, it's like, it's, uh, God's word is like, you know, being this, like, um, this, this like constant aspect to each one of these areas, you know, like that as I'm like, uh, developing leaders, I'm doing so like from a place of like, of, of devotion to, to God, you know, like they, they feel closer to God as a result, not just like, you know, we have a better organization as a church, but like from a pastoral perspective, like that I'm actually fostering love for God in them. Um, and then as I think about home, um, same thing, like, you know, I, part of my, my worship to God being, you know, like that I, I honor, I honor him with my body, like not only with my thoughts and my actions, but like God, you know, you have redeemed the physical body too, you know, like, um, it's, it's yours. And, uh, while it is going to, you know, go down unless you return first, you know, like, and, and ultimately die, it, it, it will, it will be resurrected. Like there's a bodily resurrection to come. And so that's, you know, so God, you, you desire the body and the soul, you know? So, um, so just like even having that, that scriptural, uh, perspective of like my body is a temple, you know, like, uh, and so like, why would I put a bunch of garbage in it um you know that kind of a thing so like so and, and that's thing like it's all up there it's just not front of mind uh you know I don't, I don't know how to worship in the moment when i'm like i am as hungry as i can be you know like and all i can see is cheetos and you know other junk you know that's in there you know readily available so um yeah so anyway <laughs> it's it's you know i think part of it is just learning new ways to think about that but I, but i really do want that's the life i want i want a life you know that's authentically like given to god and that scripture is this like incredible source of like richness and depth to my life um that i'm like i'm i'm living his word you know and it's a blessing to everyone i mean like it's a blessing to the to the believer as well as the unbeliever you know in the way that i that i love and the way that i care you know and it's just an overflow of that you know life is just saturated in his word and i realize like you know depending on our faith background some people like hear scripture and they're like uh just like you know bible memorization or like you know just kind of robotic negative kind of like legalistic and that is not at all what i mean i mean i mean like uh just enjoying god it's not it's not for me about the study notes or the commentaries uh, it's much more of a devotional time with God reading and being in his word. Not that you can't engage those other senses and I do it to prepare sermons, but um, I'm, I'm just speaking more of that just sheer delight in God and his presence, you know, um, that comes from his word. So, yeah, so all that to say, like, that's kind of a, a picture of like what I hope for more of um, in my life as I think about those different dimensions. 
I really hear this sense of just walking with God, right? Like, yeah. How yeah. Does, Amen. Beautiful picture. How, how does walking with God inform your nutrition choices? How does walking with God inform how you manage what we've talked about time and energy when it comes to your sermon prep? How does walking with God inform how you lead leaders? Like, right. How does walking with God uh, inform turning off the the mental bank of energy when you get home to be present yep. right um but really this posture that you want it to be out of the overflow versus a posture of like hey here's one more task yes i'm making some notes right here yeah no that's exactly it that's well said i mean that's such a beautiful scriptural picture too, right of god in the very beginning like like that's his desires to walk with us um and and to have a relationship in that in that rich way yeah yeah that's really good would it would it be helpful to put uh, a little skin just in terms of what we're talking about here uh and what you said at the beginning to kind of have clarity of of steps even though uh, that's paradoxical to what we just talked about walking with God and let, hey, now let's make some steps to it, right? Uh, would that be helpful right now? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, and that's the thing, if you, through your experience with other guys, you know, like maybe see a, a turn that I should consider, you know, like, please feel free to suggest that, you know, like, and I'll, I, I will try to my best to be like assertive enough to say, no, I think I want to go this way, you know, like, and, and, and that kind of thing. But so, so yeah, but, but yeah, that sounds helpful in this moment. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going to talk through the sheet I sent you, uh, okay. and like I said, feel free to, to create, do be however this makes sense to you. So the way that this is, is kind of designed is to use it uh, one week at a time uh, to really inform like what is most important to you this week, spiritually, uh, relationally, physically, uh, and emotionally, right? So for me, the way that I think I'll just kind of walk through what I did at a men's retreat this past weekend, for me, how I think about it is that like my purpose in this season of life is to restore the hearts of men to the kingdom. Right. And so whatever your purpose is, like, like we get overwhelmed and, and we don't take action because like, well, we're like, I don't know my life purpose when I'm 82 years old. I'm like, it's okay. You're 43. Like, right. Like chill out. Like what, what is, what is this, this seasonal purpose, right? What is God calling you into in this season? And so when you see that purpose, uh, just, just take time to meditate and think, okay, what, what is this current season? Hmm. Uh, scripture is just a, just a place to anchor you to, to like, what is, what is a meaningful reference point? Um, are you trying to memorize a sermon on the Mount, right? Like, Hey, what is, what is something that's going to just kind of yeah. guide yeah. you week in, week out? Uh, 90 days, I think is clear enough because that's kind of what we're trying to say hey, just like manageable 90 days but goes back to that first question that we talked about uh, when we were on the phone last time is is like okay where do you where do you perceive this to be in a year from now right mm -hmm. who you're becoming so the year from now is really a, a question of who are you becoming um uh, the 90 days is more of the, the tactical practical 
mm-hmm. spiritual, emotional, those, those blocks are really the pragmatic. Okay. What is, what does my day look like uh, when it comes to the physical side? Okay. And anticipating uh, you mentioned this last time and anticipating, man, I'm, I'm eating with Joe this week. Uh, when Joe and I go, you know, to XYZ restaurant, I need to anticipate, uh, quote unquote, how I'm going to walk with God and make a nutritious choice in this mm-hmm. moment. Right. Um, so that's kind of how I think through these things. And then that last section I have at the bottom is, is really like, who are, who are your people with you? Like, who's your crew? Who are your support team? Who are your band of brothers? Uh, that if you want to put names in there just to say hey you know yeah cheer me on champion me type of deal uh so let's kind of start maybe just with a few of these it's super overwhelming to unpack it all but you sounded like or you looked like you had a sense of uh something happening in there when i said purpose what what comes to mind when you think about purpose right now First off, that I can't state my like just my purpose, you know, like I've been working on that with our church, you know, um, toward vision. Frank, we've been working with an organization called Oxano. Um and and I've I've been able to do it more professionally and see the value of some of this this framework. Uh, but I don't have it personally right now. Um and, and so like so I think that's why I was like oh, of course, you know, like, uh, yeah, I'll lead, I'll, I will, I will be much more dynamic in my like pursuit of whatever it is, if, if it's clear. Um, and so, uh, so yes, anyway, so that's what you saw was like me being like the aha, the light bulb, you know, like, <laughs> you know, well, like, and, and, and some of that goes back to that question I asked you 20 something minutes ago was like, how how are you a friend to yourself like right how are you in relationship to yourself like and and that awareness is like oh i i can do and perform these things on behalf of others mm-hmm. but sometimes i'm i'm not even a friend to myself and and yep. know what my purpose is yeah so there's some clarifying quite or like some uh, questions that you could throw my way to help me like maybe identify that like you know to get to I guess like precision with that of what um the season you know like when you said that do you have different value statements um or purpose statements like a professional purpose statement versus like a a uh, a family purpose statement you know like that you're that you're leading toward uh yes and no is the the good answer um I would say like when it comes to values, um, like like a, another thing we can work through another time is uh, I use a house uh, in terms of like a little stick figure house. Like you got your roofs, you got the side, you got the foundation. Uh, and so I have like adventure and wholeheartedness and like faith and, you know, guiding values that inform decisions, right? Um so Jessica and I have kind of worked through those things together now. Like, does that mean like we pull out this value thing? Like, not necessarily, not not at all. Uh, so for me personally and professionally, I would say for me, the more that I feel like I'm walking in alignment with 
what he's giving me to do to steward uh, vocationally, like I can show up with more peace at home. Yeah. So, so to, to some degree, I'm not, I'm not saying to forfeit like the, the purpose at home, but I think as men, I think we show up wholehearted uh, at home when we feel confident with what our hands are supposed to do. I agree 100% with that. And I think it's, I mean, I, I mean, I, we're, we're not unique. We're not unicorns. Um, but, <laughs> but almost every man I know struggles with this idea of going home and, and turning off the work brain. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but there is a, this place of like, um, resting in this like, confidence of like no I, I showed up and i did what i was supposed to do today yes I, yeah in fact those yeah. are my best days I, when i feel like i crushed it at work right uh, I, I then head straight home and feel like i crushed it at home right. you know? and, and, and you don't feel this anxious need to yep. to check mm -hmm. something but that something's left undone you know right yeah. yeah yeah that's really good man that's that's a that's a i think that's a uh very significant insight Okay, so then moving toward um, clarity with purpose for for this season of my life. I don't know how I'd say it. Uh, you know, like I sometimes I feel like it's uh, here. Here's one one suggestion: let go yeah. of the the phrase precision. We're we're just playing like these. It's just we we don't have to get this right. And that's good. That's liberating. Yeah. Yeah. So when I came in, you know, like, uh, and was, you know, interviewing with the past search committee a few years ago before I got here, um, you know, they, they asked me like, what do you consider the role of the pastor? And I said, you know, I, I pull it from Acts chapter six, which is like the calling of the deacons. I said, but it was, it was the leadership there that, um, made a, a leadership decision about what they needed to be devoted to versus another group of people needing to be devoted to. And I said, and so, and what they walked away with was the things we have to be devoted to as the leaders of this church, you know, or this, this gathering of people is prayer and the word and the waiting on tables, you know, care for widows. This was important. So important that they set aside seven people to do it. You know, I was like, so like, and we think that's probably our first deacons kind of thing. I said, so for me, I said, I see them in, in, in this order, you know, I said is pastoral leadership because it was the pastoral leadership decision that decided that prayer and word were that important. Um, without that ability to make that pastoral leadership decision, they would have just gotten sucked into all the things they needed to do and would have neglected the two things that they were saying they needed to do. But there was a third thing that they demonstrated in the whole passage was leadership. And so for me, you know, pastoral leadership, meaning like it's toward the care of God's people. It's not just toward like, you know, building an empire, um, but like, you know, being able to make those sort of decisions about what's needed in a moment and then deploying God's people to do it. Um, and then prayer and the work, you know, like I feel like those are my 
three things and I've held on to those, but my, but I'll be honest, my schedule doesn't show it. Um, and that's, I think a part of it that, that nags at me, it makes me feel like I'm a failure is, uh, you know, I don't have a, a prayer time that I feel proud of, you know, like in, in the pastorate, like where I'm, where I have some systems of praying through. And I've even tried to create some things, you know, like to help me stay on track with like just intentional praying, you know? So like, you know, if you were a deacon in this church, I would want to be praying for you at least on a monthly basis, praying for your marriage, praying for your kids, praying for all of them by name, you know, like praying over them. And then anything I knew, like, you know, that this kid was having a hard time in school, like really just like praying over that aspect and just begging for God's grace and kindness um, in, in, in that dimension of that child's life. I, I want that. I, and I feel like that, that would make me feel like I was winning as a pastor if I was devoting more time to that. Um, and so anyway, so that's, that's something I think I'm just kind of like throwing it out there now. And then like, I, I mean, like I enjoy when I really get into like studying God's word and like, and I'm just like, really like, I mean, it's just like washing over me and I'm just like going through and seeing stuff. I mean, I am alive. I mean, I just feel fully alive. And I feel like that then overflows in preaching. Um, whereas when I'm just scrambling to like, all right, what are the main points here? Let me come up with some alliterated way to say this real quick, you know, find some, you know, and then what are some illustrations I could, you know, like, this is a very different experience of sermon preparation. So I want that, you know, delighting in God and his word, really just like enjoying the study of it. And then that overflowing into the proclamation. So I'd feel, I think, more proud of myself and of my work if I spent more time just in this like sort of a devotional space, you know, like of reading for sermon prep, where I'm just like, looking at cross references and just like, just, you know, really just mining out, you know, connection points in God's word rather than like, I got to hurry and get this thing cooked um, because I got to serve it up on Sunday. Um, so yeah, so those are a few things. And then with the the leadership part, I feel like, you know, I want to be mobilizing the the leaders, the staff that I have here to deploy the membership of the church. You know, so like, it's like, I'm wanting that cascading effect of leadership um, and don't feel like we have a very good pipeline right now and don't feel like we have a very good equipping, oh, then that'd be the pipeline, but like, how, how's a person going from doing nothing, you know, to serve the Lord, to doing something that's significant? How are we helping them get there? Um, and, and we just don't have good pipelines right now. Um, so anyway, so it's just, those are some of the things that as I think about purpose, so that pastoral leadership, prayer in the word, um, or what I wish my life was more characterized by. So, yeah. Um, to interact with that, like, as I'm, you know, as we're kind of moving toward value um, or a purpose statement. Uh, here's what I heard. Yep. Caring for God's people in front of me as I walk with God. Hmm. Right. Cause you're. you're yeah. It's a layered approach to like, right, you're one, clearly your family's in that caring for God's people in front of me mm -hmm. um, to is you're in that, you know, walking with God uh, season, uh, mm -hmm. caring for the people of God in front of me, you know, as you deliver your sermon, caring for the people of God in front of me as you lead the staff. 
how does how does that sit it, with that lands really great um you we're we're just in one big sandbox so yep yeah yeah i love um the in front of me because like it it helps me it that would i think help me be more in the moment like even more than I am, especially as I'm with, uh, like my family, you know, like that, this is who's in front of me right now. Like I need to be fully present in this moment, you know, like to care for, for God's people, um, as I, I walk with God. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like that. It could even be walking with God as I care for the people in front of me. I'm visual, so I have to write things down and look at oh, it. Walking with God as I care for the people in front of me. Yeah, I think I like that idea of front loading with uh, walking with God, because like, I think that I just have become convinced that, that, that like that becomes the the source. You know, he is the source of what then is the uh, the best of me. You know, like it's like he he's what makes me alive. Um, and and so the more that I am found walking with him you know, the more I'm alive, like both just personally, whether I experience another person or not, but then it's that, that, that full person love for God and being loved by God that then is able to like, really like love others, like, well, you know, like whether it's my kids or wife or church members or neighbors. So yeah, I really like that walking with God as I care for the people in front of me. And, and that idea of care is a big part of who I am. Um, and and so that 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 really resonates as well. Yeah, I really like that statement. I mean, walking with God as I care for the people in front of me. Um, I really like that a lot. Um, it really brings me into, I think, a part of me that I struggle with of like being fully present in a moment. And um, yeah, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to live with that one for a little bit and. Uh, Really, really think about that. I really like that. Try it on if if it fits. If it That's doesn't, right. fit, then yeah, keep going. Yeah. What uh, when when you think of a a way to anchor that in a in a truth in a scripture, uh, what what comes to the surface? Yeah, what's immediately coming to um surface is uh, was it Enoch in Genesis that uh. He walked with God and then he was no more, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, well, yeah, we just, yeah, we just had a video on that on Sunday at church and it's like, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen a kid's video about Enoch and that he walked and then he was just no longer Yeah, he was gone, you know, like <laughs> and it's this, uh, like it's a, it's a mysterious passage, you know, but, um, but I think it's that idea of, you know, like 
yeah, he's he's uh, he's an example in that, you know, like I mean, like that's it, it, there's something that like set him apart. It was that he walked with God um, and that became a dis- distinction. A big part of my my philosophy for thinking about um, a lot of things is Genesis one and two. You know, like I just uh, I kind of operate from a philosophy of like that that Jesus himself often when asked a kind of complicated question, you know, like about like divorce, you know, like does Moses permitted divorce? So like, even like that, you know, he would bring people back to the garden um, and said, you know, it was not this way from the beginning, you know, like uh, in the beginning, God made the male, you know, like, and, and so he would give garden explanation for how humanity was intended. So I love that idea of, I mean, like this is, to me, this is, I'm back in the garden. You know, like when I'm walking with God, I am back as it is, it is intended. Um, and, and that just, uh, and, and that's my favorite thing to do too, is to walk in the woods. I mean, like that's, that is my favorite thing on the earth, um, is just to walk in the woods. So, uh, so yeah, so it really fits me as well. Like just the idea of walking, um, walking with God. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. So, okay, so anchoring it, you said to a Bible verse, um, either that, you know, like when God went to walk, but I, I kind of like the Enoch verse a little bit of, you know, he walked with God and then he was no more. Um, it's kind of a, a reminder of like, you know, that that characterized his life and and uh, there's somewhat of a brevity, right? Or no, I think he lived a long time. He was, yeah, he was one of the early guys, you know, like probably 900 something years. But, um, you know, I can't help but think that whoever was in front of him was benefiting from his walking with God, um, you know, and then, then he was no more. And and I guess it's for me, it's for my, there'll be a day when I'm no more, you know, like, uh, and so I want, I want it to count in a similar way, um, you know, like to and walking with God in this life, um, trusting that that is one of the great blessings I can give to others. Um, so, yeah. So anyways, that's a, that's a Bible verse. I've never looked at that. We, we won't have time to jump into all the elements of this, but how does, how does this portion of our time together shape how you begin to view some of the goals around sermon prep, time management, leading leaders, nutrition? How, how does this help begin to inform a belief system for you? Yeah, it's a reminder, first off, that like this entire day is designed by God to be a walk with him um and, and you know every every moment of it and that's honestly that is not a front and center way of thinking about my life and days um even though walking is something i love to do i love to walk my dog i love to take a walk with my wife um and so just the beauty of that for me of just thinking like god wants to walk with me throughout this entire day um and for me to walk with him uh, is really helpful. It helps me. It's a, it's a, um, it's a worshipful way of thinking about rather than like, don't eat dessert, you know, like kind of like the negative, you know, like just stop doing bad things to think about, you know, walking with God, uh, even in a garden, you know, like, uh, you know, that idea of like fruits and vegetables, you know, like, uh, you know, that kind of thing, you know, like, just like, you know, God saying like, eat you know kind of thing and uh so there's something there of just like worshipful response like you know like that how can i walk with god in this moment you know like i don't know that i think that that's going to be a a phrase that i'm going to really like hold on to and it will be 
front and center. You know, like it's not going to be something foreign that I have to like try to, att- you know, like just form this new habit out of sheer will. Um, I think I'll be able to attach it a lot and, and it'll come back to mind a lot. Um, so yeah, so that that's helpful um, in that regard. Yeah, just I love that it's a it's a I guess that's what I've wanted more than anything. I'm I'm more convinced that like, you know, I do everything I do for a reason. It may not be a reason I know um, or even a good reason, but I'm doing it for a reason. And so that's what I was hopeful of our time is that it would help shape my thinking uh, so that I, I I start thinking more about why I'm doing what I'm doing and, and doing it more um, consciously um, in the direction that I want it to be. Um, and so anyway, so this is, I feel like this is helpful toward that end. Um, it speaks into everything and is a, is a fresh way of thinking that really is built on the old paradigm of God's word, you know? So I like that. But then measurable, I don't, that's what I don't know, you know, like, yeah, so like how to measure it, you know, I guess would be an, another question, but maybe you don't, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe you'd say like tap the brakes. We don't need to measure stuff yet. Just, uh, just walk. <laughs> well, um, maybe offer up two challenges. One, uh, jump in the app and uh, just, just think through that sheet and just, just have fun writing things down, right? Yeah. Um, as they as they come, maybe maybe you'll have to put it on your calendar to make that happen and plan it. The other the other challenge would be is one you can pragmatically do this is is pay attention to your week of where your time is actually going, uh, and or if you even wanted to. Um, begin to actually measure your week uh, in 15 or 30 minute blocks, right? Because I know that's a big thing that kind of fits into a lot of what we talked about previously. Uh, there's there's different sheets and stuff out there, but one, if you just want to try to be aware about it, cool. But if you want to get down to a, a nuts and bolts, uh, actually get out a, a sheet, Excel sheet or whatever, just uh, 15 minute increments like where where's your time actually going okay okay so like kind of keeping a, a ledger if you will of like just here's what here's what actually happened you know right. like just yeah, a plan right. okay all right what what was encouraging for you today? What are you walking away with right now? Uh, I think a, a really exciting for me and clear uh, purpose statement that feels right. Like it feels true to who I am and what I want my life to look like. And uh, and that that just feel that's very exciting and, and feels good. It doesn't feel like I'm trying to be something that is not really authentic to who I am. So I like that. Um, I uh, I think I, I'm encouraged that um, there's you know like that that honestly this isn't just like hey here's you know ten life hacks you know like to you know hopefully you know be more productive this week. I think there's part of me that wants that, and there's part of me that is like that's actually not going to be the the health you know like that's not going to produce lasting change. 
Um, and so, so I'm, I'm really glad that that's not what just happened. Um, yeah. So those are a couple of things. Let's go.